Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. We are your hosts here on this Friday edition of the show. Per sources close to the situation, it's kickoff weekend in the NFL. Welcome, Kyle. Let's go! NFL football is back. If you include and count what happened last night on Thursday Night Football. I enjoyed that football game, Kyle. It was an enjoyable football. I, I think the thing that frustrated me the most about the game is it's like if Mitch worked out his issues, that that's probably a 14 to 10 ball game. And it's still very entertaining. It's still very defensively oriented, right? Yeah. But, you know, I, I appreciated the play of both defenses. Uh, Green Bay's secondary was excellent. Uh, the I thought the Chicago front seven and basically their uh, their defensive line did a tremendous job against the run. Uh, so a lot of good defensive showings from these players, even though Khalil Mack didn't have like a huge splash showing. Uh, I thought he played well. So I thought there was a lot of positives on the defensive side from last night's game. I mean, if you're a Packers fan, you've got to be fired up about all those new toys. They went and got Mike Pettin on defense and how they played in this game. I mean, both of the Smith boys – the two new edge rushers that they have, they were active, made plays. Darnell Savage looked really good on the back oh, end. Savage was awesome. And then uh, who's the other guy that they got? Um, Amos, Adrian Amos with the with, with the, the game interception. So yep. you go out, you get all these new toys, and uh, they play really well in their debut. So uh, Packers fans probably through the moon excited about their defense. Jair Alexander looking like a lockdown corner. So a great, a great, great game for those guys. Yeah, and uh, I, I forgive me. Who did we pick to win that game? We didn't pick oh, anyone we, to win that game. No, Joe, we we picked every game in the NFL this year. Oh, <laughs> who did we pick to win? Yeah, oh yeah, I remember the last two weeks of your life when you picked every game. Um, Hold I don't on, remember. I'm, I'm pulling me? it up right now. I'm pulling it up. No, we got the Bears to beat Denver next week. We picked the Bears to win that game on Thursday. We're oh, on the NFL. Season. Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> how many how many games are there in the season? Is it like what's sixteen times thirty two? Right? It's yeah. uh, five hundred twelve games, and plus we did the postseason. So there's like I don't know five hundred and twenty games or something like that. And right so now we're all in one. You know what what's we should your, what's, do? What's your record? What's your goal there? What do you think we should get there out of five hundred and twelve games? I mean, pick you're, before you're, the season. You're shooting for above fifty uh, percent. You want to have a winning record. Think so? Yeah. All right. It'd be fun to make a duplicate of this and then change the games as they happen in real time. So, like, I mean, right I... now we picked the Packers to go 11-5. and five. If we, I switched the Packers-Bears result to be the Packers winning in Chicago, the Packers would be 12-4, and four, and they would be the two-seed. Versus our huh. predictions, and the Bears at ten and six would miss the playoffs, and now the Cowboys are the six seed. How much do you put into neither team really playing their starters in the preseason? Well, I think it showed, right? Yeah. It's sloppy. There, there was a lot of. I mean, Chicago first and forty. Are you kidding me? Yeah, crazy. Even thought- Aaron Rodgers couldn't could, like had issues with the play clock. He had issues with. The, I mean, Chicago burned had two delay games that were just like, there's three seconds left and you're standing there looking at the sideline. Like, hello, <laughs> wake up guys. Yeah, right. Rogers had one that, that ticked off on him. And I thought Rogers, he missed one to Jimmy Graham. I think it was on the opening drive. And then he missed another one later in the game, like really basic elementary throws that I just think like either the, the receiver drifted too flat or Rogers just wasn't in a rhythm when his drop and then identifying that the ball had to come out. So like little stuff like that does matter. I do think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but we've just had five weeks of abolish the preseason. This sucks. And then we watch a football game and like, Oh man, kind of need the preseason. Yeah, Play two games and have your starters play the first half in both games. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm for reducing it, but I mean, there's something yeah, you, to be you said. You can't roll in dry. Right. Hell no. Well, let's see what the Rams look like. That's going to be fascinating to me. They didn't play any of their guys. They have a road game in Carolina in week one. And, you know, they got a couple of new pieces on that offensive line. John Sullivan and Roger Saffold are not playing guard and center for them anymore. Now they have uh, Brian Allen and Joe Noteboom stepping into the lineup. And let's see what that looks like against Kwan Short and Gerald McCoy and, you know, Brian Burns. and uh, Here for the Brian Allen breakout season, by the way. Not me too, but it would have been helpful if he got some, you know, game reps with Jared Goff in the preseason before nah. he's lined up with Kawan Short. Nah, come on now, that's oh, all fake. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't matter for James Daniels and uh, Corey Lindsley last night, but uh, you know, come on. You know who? You know who stunk it up last night? Uh, besides Mitch, prize free agent signing Billy Turner. Yeah, <laughs> stunk it up last night. You hate to see it. We do, You do. You do. So what we're going to do today on the show is just kind of talk about compelling matchups from week one of the NFL season. Um, we kind of worked through college football yesterday, so I think we're, we're going to primarily focus on the return of the NFL this Friday. And um, Joe, I, I, you had mentioned Rams offensive line turnover as an mm-hmm. area that, that fascinated you. Is there another position group for a team in the NFL that really stands out to you as a storyline that you're 
looking forward to? I, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said about the Bills and their offensive line. They're going to have four new starters. Deion Dawkins, the only returner from last year at left tackle, going up against a Greg Williams defense, and you know he's going to empty the kitchen sink on Josh Allen and that offensive line. And to complicate matters, Mitch Morse hasn't taken a rep in preseason. He's been out with a concussion. They don't know if Cody Ford's going to play right tackle or right guard. And, uh, you know, is Ty Insecki going to start? I mean, it's, 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 there's some rumors that the Bills could rotate offensive linemen. Oh, don't do that. Listen, brother. Don't do I, it. A position group and a storyline. You wish you weren't facing Greg Williams in that New York Jets front seven here in week one with Josh Allen as your quarterback. I mean, there's a lot of concerns there for me. I'd be so annoyed. I'd be annoyed for you if you do an offensive tackle rotation. I mean, there's four guys on the right side, you know, not uh, Ford, Ty Insecki, Spencer Long, and John Feliciano that there's a chance they could – I don't know if it's a series-to-series thing, if it's a game-to-game thing, I'm not sure. But I think Cody Ford has a big enough jump ahead of him going from the Big 12 to the NFL, much less flopping between guard and tackle, and he's done it all preseason. I'm concerned which is, about it. Which is exactly why you can't afford to be shuffling the guy next to him if he's in the game. You got you got to have the same guy next to him. I agree with you. But the problem is, here's the problem for me, is I cannot be convinced that Ty Insecki's not the best right tackle on the team. And Cody Ford has shown some issues with speed already, playing tackle, and you start thinking about moving him to guard. And the problem is he's probably not the best right guard on the team. And so I, I don't know if there's this pressure – to play him, I don't know why there is, but to me, it's you put Feliciano the, at right guard and, and, and Seki at right tackle, and, and you get that continuity going. It's about the best five, right? Not necessarily the best five individuals, the best combination of five. Right, right. So what does that look like? Stick to it. I'm with you, I'm, brother. I'm really excited to see Ziggy Ansah and Jadavion Clowney rushing the passer against the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, no. Is that really who they play in week one? Yes, in Seattle. This is going to be <laughs> a bloodbath. <laughs> but, you know, Seattle, you know, they, when they traded Frank Clark, like it was a huge deal. Yeah. And then they signed Ziggy Ansa, who hasn't had the sack production in recent years versus what his breakout season had, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like, okay, you know, between that and the draft, they'll probably be able to find you know, at least starting ends. And then they drafted Collier, uh, who is very much a Seattle-type player. But I do think will require a little bit of marinating before he's ready to be an impact pass rusher at the NFL level. And then they go out and get Clowney on top of it. And it's like, they might be better off at defensive end than they were last year now. With, with Ziggy and Clowney. And they're going to go against a Bengals team that... I mean, you saw Billy Price lost his starting job, right? Yeah, that was – I don't get it. (laughs) So Trey Hopkins is now the starting center for the Cincinnati Bengals over 2018 first-round pick Billy Billy Price. I I, No answers for you, man. And he he had – what was his injury? Price? Did he have a peck last year? Yeah, it was a peck, yeah. But, like, he played. Right. I don't believe he played the whole season, but he played. Are we? If you would have told me any offensive lineman out of the 2018 draft was going to bust, Billy Price would have been extremely far down on the list. And right. that's not to say that like we're sticking a fork in him and he's done. Right. But you lost the job to Trey Hopkins. 
not good, man. It's not ideal. You're right. It's not. So that I mean, that's a that's a position group for me. Seattle's pass rushers that I'm fascinated to see because you know you would assume losing Frank Clark, like, oh, you're gonna have a pretty significant downgrade, and the Houston Texans just gave him Clowney. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. And you got Ziggy Ansah as a low-risk signing. So, Wish um, wish Jerron uh, Reed wasn't an idiot and he was playing in that oh, game. Yeah. Because he, he had a great year last year, man. He really did. Everybody would have three sacks at the end of the game. <laughs> How about um, Kyler going up against Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions in in Week One? Uh, that's that's not easy. I, I mean, I don't know if we're overly high on Detroit this year, but you know that Matt Patricia can scheme defense, and he's got some upgraded personnel, particularly in the secondary there with Justin Coleman as part of the mix. Trey Flowers, they got Mike Daniels, and they're going up against Kyler Murray in his first ever. NFL game and you know that's a big jump for Kyler and I thought his preseason started pretty well and I thought he met the moment in his debut and then the struggle started to come a little bit there were some flashes but now it's time to go up against a team that's game planning specifically to stop him and I'm not sure you want Matt Patricia to be the guy on the other side of the line of scrimmage there that's that's uh, coaching and coordinating that defense to stop you and so Cliff Kingsbury his first game as head coach I I don't I don't know that you look at this game and say, oh, Lions, Cardinals, that'll be okay for Kyler. But when you kind of get into the weeds a little bit, I'm not sure this is a great matchup. Uh, yeah, welcome to the NFL, rookies. Both Cliff <laughs> and, and, and Kyler, right? Yeah. Um, Cliff bringing his style of offense to the NFL, I think, is one of the more underrated storylines to see how it develops, right? Because you're seeing more and more professional coaches, the Baltimore Ravens being a primary staff example that uh, are kind of fishing from the college ranks right now for philosophies and play concepts and, and ways that they can be innovative in NFL offenses. And 
Cliff, I mean, he's bringing a full playbook with him from Texas Tech. And that offense worked in the Big 12. (laughs) How is it going to work when everybody's a step faster, right? Because defenses at the NFL level are a step or two faster. So the windows are that much smaller. And um, I think it will help him to have a mobile quarterback. Otherwise, you'll see you would see the Lions teeing off on a non-mobile quarterback because this offensive line in Arizona is once again terrible. But it's it's a fascinating concept to me because the Cardinals and Cliff, you want to push the ball down the field, right? That's he did a ton of that at Texas Tech. Would you say that's an accurate statement? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now you're going to ask an offense to push the ball down the field and open up with these fireworks when offensive line that can't block. So Kyler's going to have to, you, you, you almost have to abandon traditional drop back passing to a certain degree just to move your set points and, and get defensive pass rushers uh, more reacting to where your platform is instead of banking on you taking a seven step drop and being eight yards deep in the backfield when you hitch into a throw. What are your what are your expectations for Kansas City in Week One facing Jacksonville in Jacksonville? I know a lot of people really like Jacksonville's defense. Uh, you know, I've said numerous times that they have some big losses in in Malik Jackson, Telvin Smith, and uh, and Tayshawn Gibson. But at the same time, you know, Ronnie Ronnie Harrison was kind of waiting in the wings there to, to replace Gibson at safety. Uh, they're going to start Quincy Williams at linebacker. That's interesting to me. And I don't know that they really replaced Malik Jackson. They were probably hopeful Taven Bryan can do that. But is this a situation where the Chiefs offense is going to flutter a little bit? Or do you think no. uh, they have enough fireworks there to, to really hang 30 points or so on Jacksonville? No. So Jacksonville, um, the offense is just stale, right? Mm-hmm. So I know you asked me about Kansas City's offense versus Jacksonville's defense, but I'm looking at the overall matchup here. And Jacksonville is run, run, pass, punt. That's <laughs> that's how their offense is going to work. They're going to pound Leonard Fournette for two yards a pop, get the third and six, third and seven. And I don't see any key separators. So the problem here is I think this can be a competitive game in the first half because Jacksonville's defense, as you said, is extremely talented and they lock down corners on both sides. So uh, they have the ability to match the potency of Kansas City. But what happens when you're midway through the third quarter and the Jaguars defense has already been on the field for 25 minutes because the (laughs) offense can't sustain drives. That I think is where you will see the difference. And I think Kansas city will pull away comfortably from the Jaguars. And then once Kansas city gets up a couple scores and and the Jaguars have to move and and not keep it a one possession game, they got to try and climb back into the game. I think you'll see this revamp Kansas city chiefs defense make some explosive plays. And I don't know what the spread is on that, on that game, but I would take, take the Chiefs to cover it. So uh, Chiefs sure minus, minus three and a half. Four. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Chiefs won by two scores. 51 and a half is the over-under. That feels about right, right? I don't 30, think that's 30, like... 30 to 20? 30, 33, 17? Something like that. That's two scores. Yeah. What's the low? I'm looking right now. The lowest over under for the week. Oh, I think it's right here. 38 and a half. Can I guess? 
Sure. Yeah. Look at the matchups, and I'll. Uh, it's thirty-eight and a half. Oh, come on, everybody knows what. You're, it's Bron- not going to be Broncos hard. Raiders. No. <laughs> really. Think, about, think it, about it just a little bit more, Kyle. Is it Bills and Jets? No. That's forty and a half. I think it's the second lowest. Okay. No, it's up to forty-one. They they went up a half oh. point on that. Thirty-eight and a half, Kyle. Come on now. Seahawks Bengals. <laughs> Right, no, that's, that's three, 44. That's my three strikes. Who is it? I think you forgot this team's playing. The Miami Dolphins and Baltimore Ravens. No, Baltimore's going to put 40 up by themselves. Are you kidding? Baltimore has kicked Miami's dick in like every single time they play him. <laughs> I get that, but I mean, at least, I mean, if there's anything good about Miami, it's probably his defense and, and Brian Flores. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like Miami's probably not going to, Put up a lot of points. I mean, you can't see this being like a twenty-three to ten game. What was the line? Thirty-four and a half. Thirty-eight and a half. You, they, you think they're getting there? No, I think Miami scores ten points. Baltimore probably scores close to thirty when it's all said and done. Well, that would put that would they would hit the over if it's thirty to ten. If that's that's forty, that, that's the over. No, maybe twenty-eight. All right, 28 to 10. 28 How, who's the kicker? Is he good? For Miami? Yeah. Jason Sanders hasn't missed all preseason, buddy. Okay. Right, well, there, <laughs> team MVP, brother. Jason Sanders, leading scorer. <laughs> oh, that I mean, that'll be a given, right? No. That's for most teams. Their leading scorers are kicker, right? No, but like typically score more than 30 points. Do you? Kickers? Oh, I thought you were talking about like for like a team. Okay, yeah, yeah, kicker. No, yeah, kicker on the yeah. season, 30 points, Jason Sanders. Oh, geez. <laughs> He's going to make 10 field goals and no one will have more than four touchdowns? Jeez, yeah, man. It's going to be, be tough. Here, man. Tough trust, sled, man. Trust the porpoise. Yeah, that's, uh, that's I'm it. I'm on that saying. Somebody sent that to me, and I'm all in. Oh, you didn't make that up. No, I can't claim it. Oh, I thought you made it up. I've, I've, I think less of you now. All right, Joe, I need you to do me a favor. Oh, of course. Texans and Saints. Yep. Talk me through it. Tell me that the Saints defeat the Texans. Oh, yes, because Kyle's favorite team this year is actually whoever's playing the Texans. And you're in luck because they're going to New Orleans to play this football game on Monday Night Football. I mean, Drew Brees on Monday Night Football is money. I like this Saints team in terms of what they're returning on offense and defense. Offensive line is stacked. Uh, you know, I think he'll be neutralized by by uh, by Laramie, Laramie Tunsil in this game. Just just a hunch there. Um, I think it'll be a fun football game, but I like Drew Brees at home, man. They're seven point favorites. Wow, seven yeah. points! The disrespect. I think that's the biggest line of the week. Let me check here. No, uh, Seattle was nine and a half last nine and a half. Cincinnati. Oh, Eagles are favored by ten over Washington. Whoa, what? Yeah, by ten. Ten. A divisional home game at Lincoln Financial Field. How close is that to the New Jersey Forest? Yeah, I saw that, that tweet you sent me the other Jesus, day. Jesus, man. Two-headed snake? You asked me how close do I live to the Jersey Forest because they found a two-headed rattlesnake in yeah. the, uh, the forests of New Jersey. And my response to you, Joe, is too close. <laughs> Doing that and the, all those venomous spiders that got out a couple – was that last year? Oh, yeah. There was like the insect museum or whatever, and they lost like – 10,000 like venomous insects and centipedes and spiders. And yeah, it's been, a, it's 
been a bad run for the Mid-Atlantic area. You, you don't expect it, right? Like, it's pretty safe. Oh, like, you feel like you go outside the Mid-Atlantic, you might see, what, a squirrel? Well, you know, I our, our neighborhood, I live here in Delaware, has uh, Black Widows in it. Really? Now those, I mean, that this is normal stuff for us here in Charlotte. Right. Black Widows Delaware. and Copperheads and stuff. Come on now. Yeah, if we get... Uh, we actually had the uh, exterminator sweep through a couple weeks ago <laughs> and did a, cause I mean, they'll, they'll set up shop in your garage and they're all over the place, man. And at first I was like, Oh, they don't get up at high. This is like one of those fake black widows, right? Like they just evolution or whatever you choose to subscribe to. Uh, they got like the markings of it, but they're not actually venomous. And then like <laughs> the spider guy came and he's like, yeah, no, that's black widow. So don't like you had me. one, you had one. Yeah, we have one in our, we have one in our garage a couple weeks ago. You did holy shnikes, brother. Yeah. That is that is I not mean, you encouraging. Forget, you forget. I used to live like as a kid, I was down in Georgia. Yeah. So like that doesn't doesn't bother me. I, I know. But still. Take the broom out there and smack the shit out of them and they ain't climbing up the broom handle fast than I can drop it, so I'm fine. <laughs> oh, brother. Um what I do want to do real quick before we wrap this up, we picked every game, right? Yep. I want to read you the winners that we picked, and I want you to tell me if you were going to pick one upset versus the games we picked, who it would be. Okay. Okay. So we picked Browns at home over Titans. We picked Ravens over Miami. We picked Chiefs over Jaguars. We picked the Jets over the Bills. You're not allowed to pick that game. I wouldn't. I picked it on Locked On Bills today, and I picked the Jets. We picked Chargers over Colts, Patriots over Steelers. Oh, here you go. We picked the Raiders over the Broncos. Mm. Uh, we picked the Saints over the Texans, the Seahawks over the Bengals. We picked the Bears over the Packers, so we're already on one. We picked the Eagles over the Redskins, the Rams over the Panthers, the Vikings over the Falcons, the 49ers over the Bucks, the Lions over the Cardinals, and the Cowboys over the Giants. Find me a upset there. Um, give me the Bucks at home. That's a good call. I mean, they're favored by one and a half. It's not an upset, but in, in terms of versus what we picked, yeah. Well, did we, is that the game we flipped? We flipped a lot of games because, like, in week one will lie to you, right? In college football and the NFL, it will lie to you. Right, you'll so, take this super small sample size and you'll have right. this knee jerk reaction to it. And in the grand scheme, like Fitzpatrick last year, right? Right. The Bucs started out last year 2-0, and defeating the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles and the New Orleans Saints. And he threw for like 900 yards. <laughs> the Bucs went 3-11 and the rest of the way. Yeah. It'll lie to you, man. Uh, shoot, didn't the Dolphins start the year 3-0 and last year? Yeah, you were all kinds of high, brother. I remember that big prove it game against the Patriots and they got smashed and then they choked away a 14 point lead in Cincinnati the following week and they finished seven and nine. Stuff happens, brother. Do not get honey potted by the first week of the NFL season. It's my agreed. Agreed. Any parting thoughts? Um, go Bills. Go Ravens. Go Saints. <laughs> it's going to be a long year, brother. Yep. It's a good thing I'm a draft guy, though. Yeah, uh, I wonder why. There is always that light at the end of the tunnel. And if you are a fan of the Dolphins, the Cardinals, 
any other team that's not the Bengals, teams that are not supposed to be successful this year. Listen, we are your little slice of paradise throughout this hot mess of a season that's incoming for so many of you. And ultimately, only one fan base will go home as Super Bowl champions. And even they will need to tap into the NFL draft. So hit subscribe on the Draft Dudes podcast. Ride along with us. We'll keep you guys prepped on all the college prospects, all the college games, all the NFL games. Uh, We're going to do mock drafts and big boards and position rankings this year. It's the NFL's finally back. We've waited a very long time to be able to say that. It is finally here. I want to thank all of you guys who listened to us throughout the course of the offseason. And welcome back to the NFL regular season. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.